Hi, this is Iadania. Let's talk about tapping into your spiritual practices and the choice between doing something that requires initiation and not. So um, if you're catching this on the podcast, thanks so much for listening to me as Divine Garden. Um, as a For people who do not know, that I am initiated in Ifa, traditional Ifa. Um, when you go to my profile, you will see at least a portion of my name. And this was not something that I came to lightly. And I want to talk about why some people may choose to go through initiation and why I think that it uh, does a disservice to tell people in the diaspora well, you don't have to do that. You don't know what they have to do. And I don't mean that in a way that says you're trying to tell them their path. What I want to say is we really do want to be mindful of our words because we don't know what the spiritual medicine is um, that the individual needs in order to align with their destiny. And if you are someone who's trying to decide which path do I need to go to, you need to start with the path of you. That's where it begins. The path will unfold the closer and the deeper you begin your relationship with yourself. So what I'll do is share part of my story and that I was added to a group for melanated and black um, spiritualists. And Orisha was not the first thing I discovered. The first thing, and I won't say discovered, but came back to was astrology and numerology. These are things that interested me as a child. See, it's important that you start with the root, which means going back to your childhood, because in terms of, if you want to talk um, chakras and things like that, your inner child lives in your root, lives in your base. This is where you developed your fundamentals of safety, security, and your values started in your youth. What it means to um, be whole, what it means to be secure, all of these things started in your childhood. Your purpose and your destiny was clear to you in your childhood. So what came to me were things aligned to who I was as a kid, um, making moo water, things of that nature that felt like spells. I wanted to be a witch as a little girl. I always wanted to be a witch. So that was that part. Then we got the numerology and astrology. I was always into astrology. I was astrology and astronomy. Like I was like a big, big time nerd, had a telescope out on the driveway looking at the stars. That was always my thing. Always felt a kinship with the moon, always loved the weather, always felt like I was making some potion in the yard. These are things that I, and I even like dabbled in numerology as a kid. At some point, some trauma, something, I'm, it, it moved away, you know? Astrology's never, ever too far away, but, you know, everything else kind of, like, sort of drifted in a way. I was always still a witch every year for Halloween. That was consistent and wasn't going anywhere. My favorite season of American Horror Story is season, what is it, three with the witches? That's my favorite season. Still, I will watch that over and over again because I am the next Supreme. So, that's what came to me first, it was not until then that I started to learn more about my birth chart, 
um, which comes very natural to me. And I have some astrology placements that, you know, align to that. But going back to my birth chart and learning me, learning, I learned my life path number a couple of years ago and ran for the hills. Came back to it in 2020 and really sat with it and also sat with some other pieces of my um, numerology chart and put those two pieces together to start be building this story and getting these confirmation and these aha moments. That is where it first began. Then as I'm getting to know myself and deepening that relationship with me and journaling and, you know, I didn't realize I was doing shadow work, but I was actively doing shadow work at the time, going to therapy, things of that nature, that when Odisha showed up. And it showed up in a way that was very natural. It didn't feel overwhelming. It didn't feel foreign. It felt very, very natural for me. This feels natural to a lot of people, especially in the American diaspora. It's because a lot of us are... are okay, sorry. Son, son, not something over and scared me. Like, what is happening? Um, but anyway, so it wasn't something where it felt foreign. And getting confirmation later on through my ancestral DNA and like almost half percentage is Nigerian. I don't know if it's Yoruba because I didn't do that one, but Nigerian nonetheless. Then every time I meet somebody Yoruba, they're like, you want our people. <laughs> and I love that. See, some of you allow social media to tell you the story of how people think about us. And again, this goes back to the video I posted the other night about um, your energy, your vibration, will, your thought process will align the people, places, and experiences to you that you give momentum. So I don't give a lot of that negative stuff momentum. Thus, anytime I come from someone who is direct from the continent, I get the warmest, most beautiful acceptance, especially my gap. Like any thoughts I've had in the past about removing my gap have long since gone because I understand the the historical, the the ancestral um, meaning behind me having one. So Odisha shows up and shows up very, very smooth, like it wasn't overwhelming. And I feel like because of who I am, and my destiny and how I've been like wired, programmed, you know, designed, whatever the, the way the most high, the way the most high expresses through me, my spiritual practice is practical, spiritual, religious, and logical. Thus, for me, the order in which things began to unfold in a way that felt good and grounding to me was logical. So I was already doing the self-love work and understand reading your birth chart, look, learning about your numerology chart, learning about yourself because to uh, self is about the individual, the things that make you different from everyone else. Love is taking an emotional vested interest in something. So self-love is for me defined as the emotional vested interest in what makes me individual. So learning all of these things, learning about that shadow work, doing all these things, these are things that I was already doing. Later, what starts to unfold is Ordi work. 
And what was so cool is that in my studies before initiation, because I've heard several videos say people are just initiating, that's not studying. And I say, I'm sorry. I am. I'm sorry. And I'm not Lakumi. I'm not Santeria. I can't tell you any of their stuff. The only thing that I can say is that my Ialote gave us classes, helped us study, helped us learn, helped us be able to understand the metaphysical concept of Odu, helped us feel comfortable channeling as mediums, helped us do these things and do this work prior to us initiation and continued to do so and will continue to do so even though we're no longer in a full-blown Ile. So, I'm sorry if that has not been your experience. People talking about their spending, like you should don't have to initiate because you shouldn't have to spend five, six thousand dollars. Please understand, I did not. I won't tell you what I spent, but what I tell you is I did not. This notion that, and I, I will tell you that was one of the things that made me resistant to wanting to initiate beginning because initially I didn't think I was. I didn't feel like I needed to spend 10 G's, travel all the way across the water for me to find God. That just did not resonate with me. And thus my journey manifested in a way that allowed me to come closer to source because my very first mentor, who was not E5 based, said, what do you want? And my exact answer was, I just want to feel like I have a relationship with God. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Deep down, that is what I desired initiation was medicine that I needed to help me align to my destiny. This is not the case for everyone. Everyone doesn't need initiation. Everyone doesn't need initiation to become a priest or priestess. That is not necessarily everyone's destiny. It also does not negate the other aspects of their lineage that may also be aligned to their destiny. I absolutely have root workers in their lineage and that works, that work is in me. It is a part of me. It does not go away simply because I also have Ifa. My Native American lineage is in me. It is a part of me. It does not go away. I am part Nigerian, but I'm also part Ghana. In Afghana, I have the Congo, I have Cameroon, I have Swash, um, South American, um, South Africa. I don't want to mess up the word. Um, I think it's croissant, but I don't want to mess up. All of these pieces are part of me, which means all of their lineages, all of their practices, all of their culture is somewhere embedded within me. Whether that medicine needs to rise to the top through an initiation of some sort remains to be seen. This medicine did. This is the one that called out to me most clearly, but it came full circle after self-love, shadow work, and venerating my Ori and my ancestors. I won't tell you I didn't have a seven African powers also. I did, and I went back and forth about it. But what stayed consistent was me honoring my Ori and venerating my ancestors. I found a really cool video of a young lady who gave me an or you know, I say me, like she was talking to me, but she, she shared a prayer for our Ori in English. And it was so cool. That's what I was doing before my son did. That as I learned how the Oriki, I looked at the one and I looked at the trans like, I know this one. 
Like, I know this one. I've been saying this one in English for over a year. Understand that the, the journey, the unfolding, going, deciding which practice or practices, you know, don't think because you decide to initiate all of a sudden that hoodoo is not an option for you. Hoodoo has things that are from Ifa embedded in it because hoodoo is an amalgamage of practices. Voodoo comes from the Akan people in Africa. There is a Haitian voodoo, but at the end of the day, if you have some ancestral lineage from the continent that aligns you to voodoo, then those energies may be aligned to you, but you won't know any of these things for sure if you have not tapped into you. Sometimes people want to jump. You want to skip a step. You want to skip the self-love part. You want to skip the shadow work part. And those, those things do not... Um, but understanding what's part of your lineage, what your ori, what your higher self has said and chosen for your destiny is individualized. And unless you do that kind of work, learning how to ask a question, ask yourself a yes or no question and receive the intuitive guidance of that yes or no physically within your body. That is work that you must do, in my opinion, first. Before you initiate, before you start doing anything else, that is where the foundational work needs to begin. Because then somebody could tell you all day, be trying to slide in your DMs, oh, you need to initiate, blah, 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 blah. Then you could go to your higher self directly and say, hey, self, you who are me, but sitting with the most high, is this, is this aligned to me? And if you get a no, then there's no reason for you to entertain it. See, you don't have to wait for the intuitive nudge to whisper into your ear. You can just go directly to the source and ask and get you a clear, unmistakable yes or no. But if you don't do that work and then people come to you about initiation and this, that, and the other thing, there are, there's, it's not that people are looking for home. That's what, that's what it is. People are looking for home. We are children and who have similar parents. And their parents were forced to separate. They were forced to be divorced. So some kids got to stay on the continent with that parent of colonization. There was still trauma. But then the other kids got to go to the other place, you know, to go with the other parent. So they got to experience the slavery. And I know there's some people like, we were never in Africa. Y'all, you ever looked at them people over there? I mean, like, really looked at them. Really, really. You can't see yourself? Maybe you've never watched people dance. You can't see yourself? Understand, two things can be true. You can absolutely have indigenous ancestry, African ancestry that was already here in the diaspora, as well as cousins, aunts, uncles, and the other side of your family still sitting there on the continent. The notion that 
you know, you know, there was this one continent and it split. It, like, you, you know, one continent split. What do you think happened when it split? All the people jumped onto one place? Or do you think maybe there were families that were separated when the continent split? See, it, it, it's like you refuse. Everyone is looking for their home. And so they're like, there could only be one answer. There's a multitude of answers. There's a multitude of answers. There's a multitude of paths. That's why there's a multitude of ways to get the job done. Allow yourself to tap into you first. Before you look for a lineage, before you look for a tradition, before you look for anything, look for you. Look for you. You will illuminate for you the path, past, traditions, religions, etc. that feel good and right to you and how you are to engage in those practices. It's not going to be on TikTok. It's not going to be on YouTube. This is something you have to come to on your own. And the more that you come to it, what will happen is when you engage in social media on TikTok and YouTube and things of that nature, what will happen is your energetic signature will affect the algorithm that you are seeing and thus you will see the appropriate teachers, elders, content that you need in order to further what your higher self has already been trying to tell you. But if you don't tap into you, it's going to be like information overload. You'll get all this stuff and you don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Trust me, I know. I know. But the more I kind of got grounded in my own personal power is when the other power, the other energy. And when I say other, that's just to have it as a point of perspective. They're not separate from you. And it's true when those videos say like, you know, everyone, everyone has, you know, a connection to Orisha. The Orisha is the consciousness in nature. It is the consciousness in the wind. It's the consciousness in the grass. It's the consciousness in the trees. It's the consciousness in the water. It is the consciousness in nature. Humans are nature smushed into a body. There we go. That's a good way to say it. You're, you're all the, the conscious of nature in the body. And what initiation does is for those whose medicine is to initiate, you have access to all of those energies. If you have a day that you're feeling cocky and feeling real extra confident, chances are that is Baba Shango's energy manifesting within you. If you are feeling nurturing and motherly and really want, and I, I will say parental, you're feeling really nurturing, really parental, really protective, that is Yemoja. If you see changes are happening all around you, you're trying to manage yourself through the changes and not get swept up in the turmoil, that is Oya. These energies are ever present in you now. Initiation is like the other podcast episode I did with Naruto and the Nine Gates. All of the chakra gates have chakra flowing through them anyway. But when you unlock the Nine Gates, they're coming through at full strength. It's like instead of it being like a trickle of that ashe is like why because something about your destiny needs that that energy to manifest in a more pronounced and direct way that's what the initiation does post initiation it is about you learning how to tap into that energy so that you are exuding that aspect of yourself in a true and authentic matter that is why sometimes your offering is not something tangible. 
It's not you giving food. It's not you giving drink. It's about you doing something that shows that you are learning or being more of your true self because that's the point. And that's the point is allow that expression to come out truly authentically and from your heart and from your soul. And that is the thank you. That is the thank you. And that's what initiation does. It says, hey, you know what? This person is really struggling with being patient. They're struggling with keeping a cool head. You know, they need a little worry tutu. So who can help? Who Whose medicine maybe they, they need a little bit more of? Obatala. Maybe someone needs to do some heart work. They got some obstacles around their heart chakra that need to be cut down. They got some, because it's causing obstacles in their life. They need some obstacles moved here because this is the center. This is the center. The energy has to flow back and forth. And if this is all hosed up, none of them are moving correctly. So we got to remove some obstacles so that you can shine and be cool and let your heart be open because this is where your inner spirit lives. So how can we get those, those chains from around? Well, we might need the, the strongest machete ever. And somebody needs to help us hold it. So you might need to receive from whom? So understand, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that energy was not already present. It just simply means, you know, it's like a vitamin. You need to take this vitamin every day. This is your herbal, herbal supplement, you know, to give it a nature. This is your herbal supplement that you needed. You need this more than somebody else does. And understand when you talk to people in different traditions, you can talk to people in the same tradition and that energy is going to manifest in a way that is unique to that person. So don't go looking for your Oya to look at the next person's. There will absolutely be some energetic signatures that are common, but the relationship each one of you have with that Oya energy is individualized for you. It is aligned to your destiny, your Ori, your higher self, and that is how that will be. It's the same thing if you are um, venerated Loa, your ancestors, all of these things are different. When you hear people say, oh my God, you're not supposed to do such and such a thing with your ancestor altar. Understand, you have no idea what that person's ancestors asked of them. You don't know. You know what you've been told. But at the end of the day, your relationship with your ancestors is unique to you. Just like their relationship with their ancestors is unique to them. So these people are teachers and they're meant to show and tell. And their ancestors like, you can use this as an example. You don't know that that didn't happen. All you know is somebody told you you're not supposed to. And at the end of the day, even our elders are human. Even our elders are human. So you still are not, you're not to walk their path. They are teaching you how to walk your own. Your elder is not meant to tell you how to walk their path. Your elder is showing you how to walk your own path. Is giving you the tools, giving you the techniques that they learn. And you're supposed to take those things and then manifest your own practice. You're not supposed to have a cookie cutter relationship with your spirits because that relationship with their spirits is theirs and you have your own relationship with your own. We, we like we could ask several people I was initiating with and all of our relationships are so different. 
even if we receive the same Odisha, they manifest so differently. When we get together, it's so interesting because you can see all the nuances of our various ones, even the ones that we share that are alike. And it's like so different. And that's one thing you have to learn. And that's what self-love work helps because then you don't compare. You're not looking for your experience in somebody else. You are honoring the experience that you have within yourself. You're honoring the experiences that you have within you, within your divine court, within your spiritual practice. And the more that you honor that, the more it will be authentic to you and the more it will feel, it won't feel like work. I guess, I think I remember talking to someone, it's like, this feels like what I left in other religions and I don't want to feel that way. And it's like, well, how have you made this your own? What do you mean? Like, make it yours. What is this? How does this feel for you? What do your prayers feel like? What does that routine feel like? Yesterday, I, yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday in prayer, my Oriki was music. Went through, you know, Ella Andal, for those of you, original Ella Andal, flawless. And what I did is I had the music playing as I did Oriki. And it was so beautiful how the energy flowed. That was like, that's what I felt called to do. I didn't feel like doing like formal prayers or anything. I felt like honoring them in a way that felt like, I don't know, celebration, happy, because I was in a good mood. This is a time of year where I'm normally someplace crying. And it normally starts on the 17th. And even though my son's energy has been so close, like a warm hug, the moments I feel like I want to cry, they're simply but moments. It's just completely different this year. And I've been in a space of gratitude that I'm in this place of healing where the grief is not so potent that I can't move past it. Ashe. So yeah. Um, understand, start with you. Everything else will come in the way it's supposed to come, the way it's supposed to align, however that looks like for you. But you have to start with you. That is your foundation. Even if you decide to initiate, any elder worth their salt is going to make you start with you. You have to do the inner work first. Before you start trying to tap into anybody else, including your ancestors, you have to start with you. You have to start with venerating you. So that was the Easter egg. <laughs> so I hope that you enjoyed this. Please let me know wherever you are. If you're catching this on YouTube or if you're catching this on my podcast. Please drop me a note. Let me know that you came by. Um, if there's another topic you want to see me do, please, by all means, let me know. And thank you so much again for coming to Nia's Divine Garden. Y'all have a great day. Take care.